Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. Today is the day the Lord's made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. As you listen to this podcast, I believe God will touch, heal, deliver, and set you free. Open your heart to receive now, and remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38 says, Give and gifts will be given you. How many of you love to receive gifts? The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Hello? You know, what, you know what's so exciting about this message on sowing and reaping? Is when the Lord actually directs your path and tells you an amount and then puts the person right in front of you to bless. Because you see, God orchestrates this all. Are you listening to me? God orchestrates this all. This is very, this is in the Bible. It's a biblical principle that we as believers base our walk with God upon. If we want to see an increase in our life, we have to sow. I've had people come to me in the meeting and say, I want a double portion of your anointing. And I don't have a problem. Hey, if you can believe God for a double portion, have at it. I will say this. With a double portion of the anointing comes a double portion of the persecution. And we can't say, look, give me the double portion of the anointing, hold the persecution. It's not like you had a drive through going through McDonald's and saying, you know, hold, hold the, hold, I don't even know what they put on those burgers. I haven't had them for a hundred years. Hold the onions and, and, you know, put on the tomato sauce or whatever. I mean, just, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't order these things. But here's the thing, see, people want a double portion of the anointing, but they're actually doing nothing with what they've got. So why would God give us more anointing if we're not giving the anointing that we've got away? If you're not giving what you have right now that God's given you, then what are you going to do with more? Is it so that you can look more spiritual, maybe look more anointed? Hello? No, everything comes down in anything you want in life, if you want something, you need to sow in that area. Yeah. It's like friendship. I've heard people say, well, I've got no friends. Well, do you ever sow friendship? Yeah. Hello? Do you ever try to be friendly to people around about you? Because if you're not being friendly to people around about you, guess what? You're going to have no friends. Yeah. And that's nobody else's fault but yours. Are you listening to me? Yeah. It's the same with our finances. People say, well, I've got no money. Well... You know, if you're not happy with what you're reaping, take a look at what you're sowing, because they go hand in hand. Amen. Amen. Whatever a man sows, that and that only will he reap. And that's in every area of our life. Amen. We want the blessing of God upon our life financially because it's in the Word. It is, it is the promise of the Father. Multiple promises of the Father concerning financial blessing and financial provision. How many of you just love, you love poverty? How many of you love lack? How many of you love when you get to the end of the month and you look at the bills and you look at what's in the bank account and they don't match? One is a lot higher than the other. How many of you just love to be in that situation? Anybody? No. Why? Because it's not, it's, it's not part of the blessing of God. There's no blessing in that. There's no blessing in lack. Amen. No blessing in lack. The blessing is in the provision that comes from the hand of the Lord. And the way it comes is God moves on the hearts and lives of people around about you to bless you. Give and it shall be given unto you. That's where the blessing and the provision comes from. That's one of the areas. 
Are you listening to me? It comes from people around about you. People that you know and people that you don't know. Hello. Tell any farmer that sows his seed in the natural not to expect a harvest. And he'll think you've gone totally off your rocker. Hello. When the farmer sows seed into the land and he plows that land, he sows seed, he waters it, he gets prepared for the harvest. Why? Because he has an expectation of a great harvest. Okay, let me ask a question. I don't mean to embarrass anybody here. Are there any tithers in the house? Okay, so listen to this real carefully. Tithers in the house, listen to this. This is for you. The Bible says that the windows of heaven are open above your head and God is pouring out blessings that there's not enough room to receive it or contain it. That's what God said. He said, I'll open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing. That means every which way I go, the blessing of God is there because he's pouring it. He's not sprinkling it. He's pouring it out upon me. He's literally pouring it out upon me. God wants to pour His blessing, His financial blessing upon the church. But so many people are expecting a sprinkling. Well, I'm happy if I just can get a sprinkling. If I could just get my bills paid, brother. If I could just get a little breakthrough here, yeah, a little breakthrough there. No! He said, windows of heaven open above your head and God's pouring out blessings that there's not enough room to receive it or contain it. So why are we not living in that expectation? Hello? When you go through a financial trial or tribulation, go to the throne room of God, God and tell Him, God, I am a tither and a giver and a sower. And you know I am. I'm faithful with what you've given me and therefore this is what your word says. And remind God of His word. Do you think He knows the word? Yeah, all you do is when every time you remind God, you remind yourself. Faith comes by hearing. The more you hear the Word of God, the more your faith is built up. And let me tell you what, when you go to the throne room of grace with a whole bunch of promises, and you start telling God these promises, it does something on the inside of you. It causes an excitement to rise up on the inside of you, and an expectation for the blessing and the provision of God that He's about to put upon you. The church should not be poor. Jesus said, I'm coming back for a victorious church. I believe that's in every area of our lives. And so here's what I believe before Jesus comes. We are going to see the greatest move of the Spirit of God concerning finances in the church, in the body of Christ. I'm talking about millions upon billions upon trillions of dollars being released into the hands of the believers so we can fund the end time harvest. It's going to be shaken loose, people. Are you listening to me? It is going to be shaken loose. Maybe this is a message for only a handful of people that could actually get it because some people are just believing God just to make it through the, the week. I'm, I'm not even thinking about making it through the week. I'm not even thinking about making it through the year. I'm, I'm talking about the excess that God has for the believer, which is going to result in multiple millions and even billions of dollars that is going to be released. You know, you have to look at, you have to start expecting these things to happen. Hello. Amen. Call those things which be not as though they were. Let me ask you this. When you think about heaven, do you see yourself there? 
Do you see your name in the Lamb's book of life? Do you see that when the trumpet of the Lord sounds, have you ever envisioned that when the trumpet of the Lord sounds and, and boom, we're out of here? Ever, ever seen yourself in that position? Why don't you see yourself wealthy? Hmm. Why don't you see yourself wealthy? Why don't you see yourself blessed? Why don't you make plans to do something with the wealth? What are you going to do if God dropped a million dollars in your hands tonight? What do you do if he dropped five million dollars in your hands? Does Maui sound like a good place to go for six months? Because that's what some people would do. They just hit the trail and they'd be gone. You won't even see them again. Until they run out of money, then they'll be back. Hello? But you see, when you, when you focused on the kingdom, then it doesn't matter how much money you have or how little money you have, the focus is the kingdom. And if we can be focused with a little, let me tell you what, when the much comes, we'll be even more focused on the kingdom. Because we'll know, we will know that the blessing that we have comes from the hand of the Father and He's blessed us because we've been faithful with a little. We have received the much and we, we will know that much has to be put back into the kingdom of heaven for the extension for souls to be saved. See, it takes money to get the gospel out. Hello? I said it takes money to get the gospel out. Somebody that was sent by God was funded by heaven that crossed your path and told you about Jesus. Somebody came from another nation carrying a fire of the Holy Ghost and dropped that fire within you. And, and, and they came because God funded them and brought them here. Oh, you listen to me. And one day you'll go carrying the fire revival and God will fund you to carry that anointing everywhere you go. Oh, you listen to me. Let's stop believing God for just our daily needs. Let's stop believing God just to fill our gas tank. You know, if we can believe God for a gas tank, let's believe God for two so we can fill somebody else's. Amen. Three, so we can fill another one. And by the time you get around to fill yours, God will fill it. Oh, you listen to me. That's the way the word, that's the way the word works. Give and gifts will be given you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Do you know what that means? That means more than enough. That's what good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over means. More than enough. God is not the God of break even. God does not bless you to keep you in the hole. I'm in the hole, and then just a little blessing come, and I think I'm about to get out, and oh, no, I'm back in the hole, but hey, at least I got a little blessing. That's not the way God moves. When God blesses, He gets you out the hole. Not only does He get you out the hole, but He fills the hole. So you never get back in the hole. The only time you ever get back in the hole is when you dig it up again. And it's that whole thing, and I'm not going to get into it, but it's that whole thing of digging up the hole is when I keep going back in and going to the bank and getting credit and getting credit cards and running up the bills and running up the credit cards, and then I'm upset at the devil because he's attacking my finances. Hello, now I want God to bail me out. You know somebody like that? <laughs> Amen. That's true to life. That's what people do. The crazy thing is when they're in a financial mess, then, then it's the devil's fault. 
But you went to the bank, you got the credit card, devil wasn't even with you. Let me tell you something, let me, let me explain something to you. And I, I've heard people say this, you know, that there's an angel here and a, and, a, and, a, and a demon over here, or devil over here. You know, you've got the devil talking in one ear and the angel in the other. It ain't so. Because you see, when I read the word, it says the devil's under my feet. It doesn't say he's on my shoulder. Hello. The only thing that might get on my shoulder might be a little dandruff. But there ain't no devil on my shoulder and he ain't talking in my ear. He's under my feet. That's why I like to wear boots. Hello. Amen. So the devil doesn't make us do anything. He can't make, devil can't make us do anything. We do it out of our own free will because we're not, we're not willing to take a stand and go, no. Hello? We do it out of our own free will. Devil, devil doesn't, devil's never ever made me in debt. Any debt I've ever had over the years, it's my fault. It's my fault. I, I did it myself. Me, myself, and I. I couldn't even blame the woman that God gave me. Hello? I'm responsible for it. Are you listening to me? Devil didn't make me do it. Now when I can't pay my bills, now it's the devil's fault. No. Now I want God to bail me out. And you know, he has. He bailed us out many, many years ago. And let me tell you how he did that. I repented. I repented for, because I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit when I wanted to buy something and I felt like I had to have it. And so I went and bought it. And the Holy Spirit all the time saying, no, 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 don't do it. No, dude, i got something better for you. No, don't do it. Oh, he did it. <laughs> then four years down the road, I'm still paying the price, you know, pulling the little hair out that I've got. And then I'm repenting. God, please forgive me. I missed it. I blew it. That was wrong of me. I, 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 I didn't listen to you. You know, and God, as, he, as, as wonderful as he is, he, he just pats you on the back and goes, all right, I'll take care of it for you. But when he does, then we listen to him. Hello? Sometimes we see something that we feel we should have, and then God says, no, 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 that's not yours. And then a week or two later, suddenly it comes to us, and it's free. Hello? Would you rather pay for an automobile every month or get it given to you for free? Three of you. Now, now let me say this. If you want to buy an account and you have faith to believe God for the money every month, listen, have at it. That's, that's okay. I used to be like that. I used to buy cars and account, but I prayed about it, and God would lead me and guide me, and he would even tell me how much I could pay for it. And so that, that's where my faith was at. I'd believe God, and then every month, the money would be there. It would never be a strain. The only time it's ever been a strain to pay off an automobile was when it was my doing. And every month, it was just a grind to try to pay. But every time God's been involved, it's, it's never been a grind. It's, in actual fact, we get to the end of paying it off, and I don't even know. I'm like, wow, I don't even know we were paying it still. I mean, that's how easy it was. But I just got past that believing God on a monthly basis for an amount to pay a vehicle. I just got to a place where I'm just going to believe God that we just pay it one time. Amen. Just pay it one time and we're done. 
Come on now. That's where my faith is. At. But if your faith's not there, that's fine. You can believe God. No problem with that. Just don't go get yourself into debt. Debt is something that you cannot pay for. But when God's involved in something, it always gets taken care of. God will lead you. He'll guide you. He'll take you to the automobile. And he'll tell you how much you should pay for that every month. Hello. And then don't budge. Not a penny higher than what God said. And I've done that. I negotiated the vehicle one day for like seven hours. Arm wrestled the, the, the salesman for the vehicle. I mean, he, just, he came out and said, I need to arm wrestle you. I'm like, okay, hey, have at it, man. So we arm wrestled one another right there. I whipped his honey. I'm just letting you know, I whipped his honey. And he was a big boy. <laughs> but let me tell you what. I wouldn't budge off what God said. And when they came back eventually to say, okay, look, we're going to let you buy the car. Uh, no money down. Uh, and they, they gave it for me for $2 less than what God said I should pay for it. I said, I'll take it. Are oh, you listening to me? We paid that thing off more than a year before it was, was, you know, we were supposed to pay. It was paid off more than a year. And I not only was paying that one, <clears throat> you know, I was driving down the road one day, three kids in the back. And my son was talking about motor cars, and I said to him, I said to him, son, you'll never drive my car. He goes, why, Dad? I said, because when you turn 18, Mom and I, we're going to buy you a car. And my daughters were there, and my, my elder daughter, she was like, Daddy, Daddy, what, what about us? You're going to buy us a car too? I'm like, yes, my baby. I'm going to buy you a car too. And let me tell you what, those 18 years, I mean, they, they came up real quickly. We were actually in the 18th year of my son's birthday, and I went, I said to my wife, three months from now, my son turns 18, I said, we promised him a vehicle. We better go buy a vehicle. You know that God honored that, and he blessed us, and, and sometimes we were paying the vehicle we had and two other vehicles, and we never missed a beat. Because we prayed about it, God took us to the right vehicles, we bought them, we blessed our kids with them, and, and the financial thing of it was, was, was nothing, was absolutely nothing. Hello? But you see, God honors His Word, and if we listen to God, He'll lead us and guide us and take us to the place He wants us to be. Hello? Go to the brook, I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. Then he said, go to Zarephath. There's a widow woman that would provide there for you. Is that right? He'd be there to provide there for you. <laughs> There'd be a widow there to provide for you. That's better, amen? Look, we've lived at the brook. The ravens have fed us, taken care of us. We drank of the brook. We've been there. We've been in the desert. We know what that's like. Hello. Then he took us to a place called Zarephath. And there's provision. Listen, everywhere God takes us is provision. I'd rather be in the place that God wants us to be than be anywhere else on our own trying to find the provision. Hello. God brought us to Texas. Let me tell you what. The, the provision of the Lord is upon us in Texas. Hello. This land out there, this, this hard Texas land out there, 
that has my name and my wife's name on it. I'm just telling you right now. You know, I don't want anybody to give us anything for it because you don't have enough money for it. Are you listening to me? So it's not about that. I'm just telling you what we believe in God for. We, we got some big things on the horizon that we believe in God for, huge things. And let me tell you what, everything that we're going to do, the Lord told me this. He said, everything you'll do for the kingdom, he said, you'll pay cash. He said, everything you do for yourself, you pay cash. So that, that only means one thing. That means there's about to be a deluge of blessing upon us so we can do just that. Hello? Come on now. Man, let me tell you what, if God can do it for us, He can do it for you. I said, if God can do it for us, He can do it for you. In actual fact, the things that God has in store for us, I believe this, that actually... The financial blessing is not even going to come through meetings, and it hasn't over the last seven, eight years. The, the biggest breakthroughs and the biggest blessings we've had have come outside of meetings. Amen. See, that should be encouraging for everybody, because then if you're outside of a meeting and you don't have a meeting, you should be encouraged by that because you, you, could, you could have a major breakthrough. Amen. People look at us and go, well, you're a preacher, you're a minister, that's why you get blessed. No. no. It's because I stand on the Word and trust God with every fiber of my being. And I don't have a doubt in my heart or mind. I know that, I know that, I know. God's my provider and God's going to meet my every need. The word doesn't return void, but it accomplishes what it's been sent out to do. Hello? And if we live by the word, we get blessed by the word. I mean, it's that simple. It's not complicated, not hard. Amen. We just have to have faith. Come on now. Hallelujah. Let me say this. We, my wife and I, we've already been out to look at some property. We already know where it's at. We, we, we've toured the thing. We've looked at it. We like it. And we told the realtor. We have a realtor already, and, and, and she was there, and, he, and the realtor showing the property was there. And, and so, yes, what, what I said to them, they said, so what do you want to do about the property? I said, I said, we're going to take this property and we're going to pay cash for it. And I said, let me tell you what. I said, I'm not ready right now, but I will, we will be soon. I said, so they said, well, what about other people going to look at the property? I said, you can show it to 100 people, but this is ours. And I said, you can show it to 100 people and not one will buy it. And when we're ready, we'll buy it. And so, and so our realtor looked at us like, what's he talking about? And the realtor that, that was, you know, working with the property, he's a Christian, he's a believer, and he just smiled at me like, yeah, I know where you're coming from. Hey, Amen. See, and that's what we do. We're not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. God knows. God's timing's perfect. Hey, Amen. Just got to sometimes get off your blessed assurance, go down to the dealership, and go test drive a car that you believe in God for. Hey, Amen. Go find a house that you believe in God for. Put it on paper. Get very specific with God. The windows of heaven are open above your head. God's pouring out blessings that there's not enough room to receive it or contain it. Hello. 
It doesn't matter what's happened in, in your past life. It doesn't matter what's happened a month or two or, or a year or two ago. That's past. It's old. It's old news. It's what happens from now on out. It's what happens in the future. Every time you're given so, the Bible says you lay up a good foundation for the future. That you may grasp that which is life indeed. Amen. So I'm telling you right now, I believe there's a coming, a, a wind of the Spirit financially that's going to blow upon the church. And I believe we are so close to that. And when it does, there are going to be so many people that are going to be so blessed. Let me, let me close with this. Let me close this part of the meeting. If, if the sinner, I'm not going to mention his name in full, but Warren is one. Bill is another. We know quite a few Bills that are sinners. But if these guys can create all this wealth that they've created, if George can travel the world and pull strings with all the money that he has, and all this money has been created out of the world, can you imagine what our Heavenly Father can do for us who believe, who stand upon the Word, who trust Him with every fiber of their being? Can you imagine what God can release into the believer's hands? If these guys can acquire wealth by the world's way, imagine what the believer can do through God Almighty, the God that created the heavens and the earth. Woo, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now, my Jesus. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus, and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, take out the hardened heart, and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I am ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.